Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends, anonymously, of course. And I'm like, hello. And then these gardeners are like, hello, can I help you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, is, is there an office around here, like someone I can speak to? And then Caesar pops out of the bushes no. with Junior and all of his dogs. No. How many dogs are we talking? I think he had Geo, the Pug, the Pomeranian, <laughs> and Junior at the time. So it was like maybe like three or four. And like another dog that he had with him or whatever. Just, that a, was there. just yeah. a handful of dogs with him. Anyways. Welcome, Nikki. Welcome. Thank you. We just had another error with our card, which always seems to happen at the moment. So we're sorry about that, Nikki. Technology. I'm really sorry about that. Don't be sorry. Oh my god, it's fine. It's, it's a machine. It's it the is. curse of Stephanie Allen. No, no. There's no curse, Steffi Bear. There is oh, a curse. No, so we started, but then obviously went blank. But here we are again, welcoming Nikki from Eastside Dogs. She is been she has been a savior for both Steph and I with both our dogs. Big time. Um, big time, big time. And I was trying to I think we wanted to start the conversation with how Steph came to actually being with her lovely dog and yes. how that was connected to Nikki. So I want to get Nikki to tell the story first because I think it's a cool story. My story about Tonka is like just the huge like mm. person coming to you and wanting help for their naughty puppies. Yes. <laughs> but seven hours <laughs> situation was unique because it was like before my business had even started. Yeah. So Steph and I have known each other for years, probably since Guy and I have been in year 10, 9. Yeah, yeah. Year 9 or 10. Um, Because we're in the same year at school. So I knew Rufus, Steph's family dog that she grew up with. Rip. Who, Rip, (laughs) who Ronnie trained immaculately. I know, he was a good dog. He was immaculate. Okay, Ronnie's a good dog handler. I think that's more more to the point is that Ronnie Ronnie was a fucking machine with... He was a machine and the dog was very much like... His his dog, companion. but also like not on, never on the bed, never no, on the couch. No, no, no. That's a new thing. He I'm didn't even. Rufus didn't even go to the toilet in the back courtyard. Where would he go? On the street. Like Ronnie taught Rufus to not even. I'm oh, not even taught. I think that you know Rufus eventually just you know. How do you train them to do that? Because my parents are. Oh yeah, because we had no grass. You had no grass. So oh, was Rufus just... was always like that. Your courtyard never stunk of urine. No. Never had any poo. Because Dad walked him like. Two to three times. Well, a day. every time I saw Ronnie out, he was with he Rufus. was with Rufus. He or him all in the way, the, like or in yeah. the back of the car. I'd always see like Rufus standing up, swaying <laughs> side <laughs> to side, big German from behind. Yeah. And I'd be like, "That's Ronnie and Rufus," because oh. Rufus would be like, <laughs> "Yeah." Where even when Dad had that fall on Edgecliff Road, Rufus just Rufus stayed with there. him the whole yeah, time. The whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, because he was getting he was getting quite frail, and he walked him. Like, he walked all, Rufus like, until, until Rufus passed away. Yeah. Until part Rufus passed away. But that was, I think, that was the best thing as well for Ronnie because then Ronnie was out walking all, all the, the time. time, and Rufus was actually an amazing dog coming to start we're like going back to like Rufus times but I remember Rufus was a really good dog because people used to people are very <clears throat> humans I should say are really disrespectful with dogs intimate space mm. Rufus was a really good 
lesson for young kids because he would never bite but he was always if you came in too quickly or with too much energy or too much examine mm. or too much force very quietly and very like grounded and balanced he would just go yeah <laughs> if you were coming in too hot so yeah. all the kids loved rufus like rufus got was amazing with everybody but if the energy was too high or if kids yeah. were being too rough similar or, to someone else no you know? no no, no. <laughs> donkey comes with that donkey's a bit of an anxious growl yeah, rufus was like, a bit of like a i'll tolerate it until not you no all. rufus was, was maybe and tonka needed to be with rufus and like, we you'd go to rufus rufus we, guy and i took rufus to the park once aside from his like obsession with humping but other dogs that was weird other dogs would like come up and like lie on their back in front of rufus yeah was stuff. he good with other dogs as a German yeah shepherd. yeah he was a good dog he was a good shepherd but yeah so rufy was amazing and then we've got Kobe. Kobe Howard. Bear, bring him in. Kobe Bear. So Kobe is um, polar opposite to Ruben. <laughs> in all good ways. In a good way, in a good way. Just yeah. like, just, you know, Rufus is like the wise wizard and and, and um, Kobe's like Samwise from, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And Rufus is like Gandalf. Like yeah, 100%. Wise and Samwise that. a bit like, eh. <laughs> He's like, where got, am I? got the weirdest visual then. <laughs> He's got knocked too many times on the footy field, Kobe. <laughs> he looks like a footy head though. That's what he does. Yeah. He's, he's like a, a 10 out of 10. Boy. If he was a man, a I'd be tapping them. He'd be, so he's just, he's Jason Momoa. Yes. With no brains. Yeah. He, Love but we him. were talking about this before. He's fucking hot. He is He's a stunning hot. dog. And he's so beautiful. And he's got such a, like, most amazing nature. So we went to dinner in Redfern, my sisters and I, and we were sitting at the table and it was at the restaurant on the corner across the road from that park in the middle of Redfern. It was like a cool American diner, I think at the time, but now it's like a bakery. And um, walking down the street was this guy with this huge, big, you know, tan, Amstaff, stunning, <laughs> beautiful dog. But the guy was extremely frail. I think he was an addict because mm. he had two boots on his feet like to um what are they called um yeah like cast cast on no bandages uh, bandages yeah kind of how he how was he walking he was hobbling around like i kid you not he had a walking stick and kobe in the other hand and me and my sisters were because we felt really sorry for the guy initially i was like oh no this poor guy broke his legs and my sister was like oh no no no, that's not broken legs like that's gangrene on because you could see the the ends of his feet and the bandages were like gray and dirt. Like it was just, it was really not a nice situation. And he was super skinny, had like this really oversized jacket and like this like American baseball flat cap Yeah, I like, you've explained him really well. Really gray, gaunt, just not a healthy looking human. And this beautiful, healthy looking dog at the end of the lead. But then he wanted to go into the fruit shop or something and Kobe just lay down on the street outside and just would just put the brakes on and lay down on, on the road. And instead of picking him up or like <clears throat> getting him to walk, Kobe's very stubborn when he lies down. Mm, you know, he's he's 45 kilos of cement basically. Yeah, literally. I've and so there. the guy was beating him in the face and, and it went from being like, oh, this poor guy to like, oh my God, this poor dog. This, this is just, this Fuck, can't be happening. Yeah. So, um, 
we, I was contemplating with my sisters for a little bit because it's not the Redfern's not the safest area in Sydney. It's not dangerous. It's not you know in the middle of Mexico yeah. City, but it's not it's the not Paddington. Sa- no, it's not Paddington. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Paddington. It's like a mix between like Bondi and Paddington. Yeah. Like you've got mm. your crazies, but it's like it's a really nice yeah. It's expensive to live. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, literally. Um, so then we went up to the guy and I was like, "Oh, do you need help with your dog? Do you need help? You look like you're struggling." Is everything okay and then he just like went off he was like oh this dog's really ruined my life he's pissing everywhere i can't fucking walk him he won't move he's just such a such hard work and i got him for protection and he's not protective (laughs) and kobe's on the floor tail wagging while like we're scratching his his belly and i at this time had no idea about dog psychology i was not doing dog training it was just a simple act of like oh, I love dogs I better go help this guy yeah this is before I even really got into dog dog training at all um and then I was like oh well I can help you like I could not help him at all I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing but I was like oh let me help you like what do you need and he goes oh no I can't give you the dog because I want a payment plan with his with the guy who gave him to me <laughs> payment plan is so random <gasps> I'm on 20 I'm giving him 20 dollars a week I was like oh well maybe like why don't you just say look you gave me a dog it's not the right situation for him if you want to get the money you can get the money off this girl so I gave him my number to then say this to the breeder if he couldn't continue paying which was like such a mistake because I got many a weird yeah. messages. I can imagine the edge that. calls that you would have got. <laughs> and um and yeah, so that was the first mistake giving my number. Also because I actually took the opportunity to steal the dog. So a 15-year-old kid came over to us and they were obviously doing something really dodgy because I was holding Kobe's leash and he went down the side passage with this young kid. And I don't know whether they were doing like a drug deal or whatever, but he also looked really, really, really skinny. And like one of those, one of those young boys you see that, have, you know, obviously... Like a lad. Like a lad, but he was talking to himself and he was like really jittery and moving really quickly and really frantic. And they went off to talk about something in the side alleyway. And I looked at my sister and I was like, run. <laughs> so <laughs> we, run. we had Kobe by this straggly old leash that he had chewed through. So it was basically like a, like a, I don't know, like a 10, 10 inch leash, yeah. nothing. And we're like running down the main street. Was Kobe Redfern. going crazy, like jumping up? Kobe, no, 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 it gets worse. Kobe's going, yeah, this is great. Like I'm running with a whole bunch of people. And then Kobe does his Kobe and yeah. lies down. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And I'm running from this addict that I who I stole the dog from with my sisters I was like oh god guys keep running leave me behind I'll get the dog don't worry so then they they're like running to the to the um news agent because we just like kind of tucked inside because we were like oh god he's gonna hobble hobble after us like this guy was not gonna run after this dog let me tell you that much right now we were not we were like this is amazing we're we're, like it's the heist it's the great heist we're (laughs) robbing this dog from this guy who was beating him that would make your heart go the guy guy (laughs) could probably not have cared less he was probably like thank god that dog's off my out of my yeah (laughs) he was like okay well (laughs) whatever next event for the night (laughs) (laughs) and we're like run And so then we were running down, I think it's King Street or what's the main street in Redfern? Anyways. Oh, yeah, don't know. But a whole bunch of pubs and restaurants and whatever. 
and Kobe runs for a few minutes and then he decides to lie down and we're mm. like oh god no 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 like we've got to get him out of here <laughs> so I'm dragging him down King Street we're trying to lift him he's 45 kilos loving life people are going oh he's so funny he doesn't want to walk like, anymore I'm going hurry this up dog. I'm going hurry up Kovu because at the, at the time at the time his name was Kovu yeah. and um we'd stop and then he'd kind of like get up for a second and then like wander into the pull us into the pub and we're like no 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 you're coming strong, with us and he's really strong and we we're like we've got to get you out of here like you've got to save your life basically <laughs> he was like couldn't he just didn't even know what was going on so then we took him to my friend's house who lived around the corner took him upstairs and we looked at his belly he had what I thought to be burns, which they probably were burns at the time because, oh like, you know, God. he's he's probably in an apartment with guys smoking or whatever oh, around so him. Yeah. So he had all these scabs on his belly and they oh, had no. coated him in um, Lynx Africa. No, so it's such hadn't. a weird – it's so weird. Now, when I smell Lynx Africa, I, 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 I'm reminded automatically of that night because it's such it was such a strong, pungent smell. smell. To the point where you, where you would touch him, it was like, um, like what hair feels like after – what, uh, hairspray or hairspray yeah. yeah it's like really like stiff hair yeah. and it smelt so strong and now oh, I can't smell that smell because put on your dog yeah well obviously because he didn't want to wash him but he maybe was smelly but thought he put well he was not <laughs> he's he not was well. not sound of mind this guy yeah that poor <laughs> dog, like that, oh, that that's really so sad. bad for a dog so to have that bad horrible and so then um yeah, I just slept with him on the balcony of my friend's apartment for the night, work in the morning. And was um, he scared or No. No. Nah. He's never scared. No. Really, except when he's on the street. He's not he's not a scared dog at all, Kobe. Um I don't think he's got he doesn't think that far ahead, no. old Kobe. <laughs> he's he like, this is great. Before going on more. Yeah, he's still I shakes. think that's from the car Yeah. The car accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah anyways um so then i took him back to my house washed him we had him in my house for a few days hiding him from katarina because we're like <laughs> we probably shouldn't Another tell her that we've got a 45 kilo dog in the home um so then we kept him for the night took him to the vet and then the next day we washed him then they found his microchip we kept him until they got in contact with the girl who owned him previously patricia patricia who we've actually we've all come into contact with now she's she's um that you guys were on an event with her which one, which one? on a boat event Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the photos. And she's got, she's got mutual friends and stuff, which is actually she's so influencer. bizarre. Yeah, she's so an influencer. Did you know she was on the boat? No, not until not the, after. No. And so when she came to pick the dog, this is how I found out about the rest of the story. So when she came to pick Kobe up, she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. I gave him back to the breeder oh, who was a dodgy breeder, okay. which she would not have known because no. she, was, she bought him for a lot of money. Like she paid a lot of money. His bloodline came from the States for like this beautiful like – you know, Amstaff crossed with like French Mastiff, kind of like his his like father came. Yeah, he from looks the like States. a French Bordeaux, a bit Bordeaux. Dojo, yeah. I never know how yeah. to say it. I'm like yeah. something like that, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> so um, she came to the house and she's like, "Oh my god, I had no idea that." She, he told me that he was rehomed to like a good family. Um, this is so shocking. I'm so sorry. Like, da 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 da. Anyways, Kobe was. She decided to take him home. She was like. You know, I had to rehome to begin with because it was really difficult. He didn't want to walk. He tried to deal with the cat. I don't think my parents wanted him inside. I moved out. I was living out yeah. of home when we got him and then we had to move back with my parents. It was too much. And in her defense, Kobe was a lot. Like he's a lot of dog. Yeah. And he's a lot mm. to handle too. He's not – he was 
from the minute I met him, he was a challenge. He's just, hard work. Just he's in terms really of stubborn, he's really stubborn yeah. and just really unresponsive to uh, – he took a lot of time to – to trust someone mm. and a lot of time to respect anybody. So he'd been passed around so much that he was like, oh, well, I would have no, why would I listen no to you? You're not, you're not my human. Mm. You're not someone that's going to guide me. You've given me no structure. Who it's are like you to me? like a kid that gets chucked around. Yeah, it's like a like kid in foster naughty, care. Yeah, that's what almost. I mean. It reminds me yeah. of that. So then um, she was like, yeah, he's really difficult, blah, 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 blah. So then she took him back for a few weeks. I gave her a, a face halty. I gave her a slip lead. I said, this is how you walk him. Da, da, da. You knew all that before then. I knew all that before then okay. because I've got my own two dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also I just from even before on my gap year, before I even had dogs of my own, I spent every single minute on the train going from place to place watching dog training videos of Cesar Millar. Like I just was you always obsessed. I was obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Even before I had my own dogs, I just I loved the idea of dog training. Anyways, so then um, she kind of gave it a crack, but then eventually she was like, look, it's too hard to handle. And then that's when I found him a foster carer with a lady who um, she I think she suffered from depression and I think she didn't really have time to do the training either. Yeah. So that didn't work. And he needs, like, he needs a consistent family. You know, someone to give him, like, a lot of, you know, he might not get to the most structured (laughs) Steph's house, (laughs) but he has such... He gets a lot of love. A lot. He has such a bond with Guy and Steph and just so, you know, even if they wanted to give him up, it's just they do. Too committed now. Was that Patricia girl, like, upset each time she had to give him away and see him again? She was devastated because she... she, He was actually a really... He he had a best friend, the dog that was living with her at the time. That's crazy. Was a little blue staffy that he grew up with. So he, like, obviously you know loved the family and whatnot and you have a really that'd sweet be really hard so hard and seeing him again after maybe trying to move on also hearing like, that yeah. that you didn't know willingly put him in a yeah, dangerous situation yeah. you would have felt she would have felt so guilty and i think she was so upset and she's she's even now like she's so thankful that i found kobe a home yeah, like she's not i would be she's too. not jealous and she's not no. upset that you know remember when enjoying you the were life. like patricia wants to see kobe i was like no nah. yeah because steph <laughs> at the, the time mom, steph was like nah. i've got no idea who it is <laughs> but i was yeah. also like i the thought of her wanting him back yeah, like i yeah, knew that yeah. that wouldn't happen i was like no no, no this dog's my Life. Yeah, like I'm obsessed with obsessed. this. Dog. Thinking about Kobe, yeah. just wanting like, to be with her, like running. Well, up. he's just like, although he has, and then we'll stop this story because people are probably like, shut the fuck up about Kobe. But no, this is all about dogs. We we can just we can cut on. it down. We'll yeah. cut it down. But he, although he's so annoying on the street and he does my head in and blah blah blah, he's like changed our family. Like yeah. he's so affectionate, and when we take him out to see my dad, like. The smile on my dad's face when he sees Kobe yeah. is like because that's the thing you've got to you. There are a lot of trials and tribulations with owning a dog, and you've either got to be you've either got to put in the work and and train it out of them and work really hard to change yeah. habits inside the home with the humans yourself, which is fucking or hard you for love humans them for all the quirks. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, Steffi's a ladder. She's not. There's no problem too difficult that would take away from loving him and wanting no, him, him no. in her home. You know, like, what I mean? we couldn't believe anyone gave him away. No. Yeah, I can't like, when you meet him. But when away, you like, nah. gave him to us, you're like, he's not allowed toys, which is the best advice you ever gave us because he destroys toys. He also, <laughs> he's just he he's too hyper stimulated. He re- he he see like you. It just sees red. When yeah. He's, when he's got like you just can't. 
a toy or a cat or anything. He's, a toy yeah. or a cat. <laughs> and it's different if you were like, okay, I'm going to turn toys into training. I'm going to use. No way. But unless you have the time really? to you really. You could do that. The, the Absolutely, Steffi could. The squeaky but with him getting there, like a squeaky mm, thing would get him up and out. Because treats, he is non-responsive. That's not. Yeah, that's a good one. But with that's him. a that's a thing with play. Play can be really, really amazing when it mm. comes to like dog behavior and training. But unless you actually wanted to put the time into like He's teach just, boundaries and impulse yeah. control around toys, which he has none of. Like he will. When I first took him to the park, and he was fine. Like <laughs> I took him to a hike throughout my holiday house. Oh yeah, in Patonga. and he was sitting on the front porch, no leash, like. Sitting around ducks, not a problem. I don't think he's got – like he's walked past cats. Like he doesn't have prey drive to kill another animal. Has he done that with he does cats. with cats. Yeah. yeah. With the ragdoll in Edgecliff, he was fine with that one. The cocky one that used to sit in the middle of the footpath and not move. Do you remember that cat? There's I a cat. think on the lead, if he's on a walk, he nothing will phase him because he's yeah, so absolutely. anxious about being on the walk. But there is a cat – that teases him along at Rose the, Bay and yeah. it walks to be, he's probably to, to be fair, he's probably just picked that up over the last, uh, you know, over yeah, the years. They're just becoming a so, bit more prey-driven. Yeah. But anyways, he was – this is when I first had him. He was just sitting with ducks and I was like, oh, this is great. And then this kid had a soccer ball. Oh, my God, <laughs> no. Oh, no. And, I was, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Anyways, he pulled <laughs> a table. No, 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 Nikki. He's on the leash. He pulled a table down the beach to get the soccer ball <laughs> from this child. Oh, my God, you took photos of that. Yes. You took photos of him Do with you, the No, no, that was, a, that, was a, that was another different time. Different time. That was a different time. I, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll give you 30 bucks for a new ball. <laughs> another time I took him to Queen's Beach. Yeah. This is like before – if I had done things differently, I probably would have – been way more structured and I was just getting to know the dog I was like oh he's just this big lazy lump I'm sure he'll be fine (laughs) took him to Queens Beach he swam almost a kilometer out about to pop someone's boat yeah do you get anxious when that stuff happens you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god no luckily luckily I knew enough to keep on a long line so I was like "Eh, stop right there but I'd have a total breakdown he was ready to swim out there and pop that big old boat and how about with Guy Guy was walking let him swim in Rose Bay he swam out and found a boy, like an anchored boy. <laughs> oh, no. Was chewing on it and chewing on it. Guy had to get in and get him. And then he got finally got him back and he tried to jump out again. He has no concept. No concept. So he doesn't but get tired doing that. No, no, no. no, no, no he, he will does die. get tired, but he'll, 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 he'll die. He'll doing die. That. Oh. But that's what I mean. Dogs like that are amazing because they have such drive and you can channel that into the most amazing working dog yeah. but you just need a lot of time and like a lot <laughs> that, of Nikki please like that's a that's a seven day a week job oh that's a yeah you that's guys like that, four that's, hours a, that's a day. you waking up every morning and working that dog until Come on, the point Steph, he's get into it mm, I need I need your help for walk number one <laughs> <laughs> we're baby steps with Steffi anyway yeah. we've got Kobe he's amazing but what I want to know is after you got Kobe how did you then you know realize you had such a talent and a skill so I didn't get into Kobe wasn't really the catalyst for my dog training I'm not surprised by that (laughs) he was just he was just he kind of was where I was like oh I love rescuing like I love to rescue dogs but the my passion for training started with my own dogs I um adopted Archie from my ex-boyfriend who we love we're all friends with my ex-boyfriend he's such a great guy but stupidly bought a puppy you know at the wrong time of his life (laughs) that happens we were I think 17 or something ridiculous at the time 
and I was like, oh, I want to live overseas. But I was like, no, 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 maybe not a good idea. But, you know, it was not my dog. Were you with him at the time he adopted it? Yeah, yeah, okay, we were together yeah. at the time. Anyways, he adopts his puppy from like an absolute, like I can't tell you, worse than where Kobe came from, this backyard breeding thing mm. out in the middle uh-huh. of Woodward. Like I drove out there and these kids like 11 years old with, um, you know, a TN smoking cigarettes. Like I've never seen anything, you know, so so much like the movies. I felt so sheltered until I drove out mm. and it was only like 15 wow. years out of Sydney. So I was like, oh gosh, this doesn't seem right. There was like a young girl breastfeeding. And then when we got to the um, place where he came from, it was – just a disaster so there was no there was no it was not wasn't like a reputable breeder by any means and I think he had asked to meet the mum and I think the guy said she wasn't friendly or or said oh no she's not good or whatever something that something was that was like a bit weird yeah at the time red flag red flag red flag red flag yeah FYI, never, ever, ever, ever adopt a dog from Gumtree. Mm-hmm. It should be illegal to sell dogs on Gumtree. Did I get him from Gumtree? I can't remember. No, you would not have gotten him from Gumtree. <laughs> you just, it's just, it's barbaric the way that they just yeah. make money out of these people. Where do you think just proper breeders go If you want to get a purebred dog, get a or reputable breeder Yeah, that is a preservation breeder in terms of they love the breed. They want to make yeah. sure that the breed has a certain level of standards that they live up to, their, their, their so health genetics checks, as well, the health checks. The parents and stuff. are health checks. The like, hips, I always yeah. read the hip thing mm. for the Rottweilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or just go to the, you know, yeah. a rescue organisation. I know now, like, after getting one from, like, oh, just getting a purebred dog, but, like, now I'm, like... I, I think do- I don't think really I don't win. judge anyone on the choice of their dog. If you're going to look after that dog and you're going to, you know, really yeah. take care of that, you do your research, then you can get your dog from. I don't judge anyone mm. from where they get the dog. I personally would only, I think now moving forward, probably foster a dog if I was because yeah. I'm so much more less about the breed and more about the the compatibility between like dog and human whether yeah. i'm compatible with a dog or not but actually we'll get into compatibility because that's a really fascinating topic as well um but anyway so i my ex-boyfriend was told by his parents to absolutely get fucked there's no way you're bringing a dog into this household well, after not he ready got for it a dog yeah <laughs> yeah because they were away at the time oh, okay, so he yeah. bought the dog and then just was surprised and they're like my- absolutely not is like, this cheap yeah, this is she. Oh. You do not bring a dog home into a... And we were 17. We were like, oh, Yeah, you are baby. Yeah. Fresh out of high school, just back from our Europe trip. Oh, no, we were 18 at the time. Just back from our gap year. Like, well, who were we thinking? Like, yeah. who are we? We're just, oh, I'm just going to get a dog and yes. whatever. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time I wanted to move overseas. So I was like, I'm not going to get a dog now because I want to live over in America yeah. and whatever. Um, but he was like, no, 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 it's the right time. Like, I love this dog, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll give it a go. His parents like, no. Nah. <laughs> and at the time as well, I was like, I wasn't actually looking for a dog. Like, I love dogs, but I had four at the time. <laughs> yeah, you had so many already. <laughs> I don't have, like, Can my house Can you quickly was list your yeah, the dog names? <laughs> the names. Princess and Lucky. So they've passed. <laughs> they've passed. <laughs> they've passed. R.I.P. R.I.P. They were 18 and I think something, 17 or something when they passed away. And then Gangster and Chewy. <laughs> Gangster and Chewy. Who are the hilarious. They're staying with me at the moment. They're just, they're just... 
you know, you want to know what bad trained dogs are, gangsters. They're the little ones that in yeah. your stories that you were putting up. Yeah, absolutely. They're so and cute. he was raised in a household with four kids, two parents. My dad was working full time. My mum had no time. So yeah. gangster is the definition of a gangster. We call him a dictator because he's <laughs> so horrendous. And he's little as well. <laughs> little. Oh, I love that. See, I like that combo. It makes me laugh. They but can be horrendous when they're that small. They are. Oh, my gosh. He's an ty- absolute tyrant. But we all – there's – my advice falls on deaf ears in my family. Like I cannot tell you my in family, family. I feel like my, everyone no, no, no. would listen to you. My family are the hardest humans I've ever had to work with ever. Ever. Really? Ever giving advice. The only person who will ever listen to me, I would say, is Katie. Yeah, I can say that. Katie is amazing naturally with dogs. Yeah. Just because of just the way she is as a person. So she's more interested maybe in it. No, 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 no. Just the way she is as dogs. Just really? the way she is. Compatibility. She's compatibility. She's just so much... <laughs> Can't. The way she is with dogs is the way all humans should be with dogs yeah. unintentionally. She'll she won't give them too much affection. She doesn't ever look at a dog as something that needs to be her baby. Yeah. It's human and oh, dogs. Steph. She doesn't <laughs> she doesn't let my dogs in her room unless they're invited. If oh, they're she in, just like straight and they up know. Yeah. Oh my god. They so will, you didn't even have to tell her to know Never, that. never. See, I've she, had to learn this off you. I and she will and she can she has a very strong concept of dog psychology. She can look at a dog and and without even having any idea of what dog psychology is or body language, she'll know not to touch the dog. Yes, like so she's, she's just very that. she's very intuitive unintentionally she doesn't even mean to be but just the way she is with dogs is is the perfect yeah. i try to be a lot like katie she should work with you i've trained myself to be the way i am but i started off like my dad just like walking out with dogs yeah. when your dad <laughs> came over with kobe he was lying on the floor my dad didn't up say him. hi to chrissy or, oh, so or he's yeah. so like straight for the dogs. oh he's lying on the floor yeah. walking out with him hooking yeah. out with kobe on the floor <laughs> Just no shame. And he no, does that oh, with stop Tonka kissing and it makes me. me feel really stop weird. kissing me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, can you so get Tonka off you right now? This is a lot for me to Literally. sit and watch. I'm like, Jesus. So that's the way I was raised in a household where the dogs were allowed on all the furniture, the dogs were allowed yeah. on the sofa, the dogs were allowed on the bed, the dogs were allowed on this, you know, they got into a few fights, whatever. You know, my dad's a brain surgeon, so he's not exactly having four hours of walking time <laughs> Training a day. as well. With so dogs, he comes yeah. home from operating, standing all day slaving away in someone's head to walking the dogs at 11 p.m at night because like my poor mum is trying to wrangle four kids like oh, and four dogs wasn't four it? kids four dogs Jesus trying to take is. them to the trying to take them for a walk in the middle of the day when like she's got five minutes to like, yeah. catch her breath so our dogs were like really naughty but i thought i knew a lot about dogs yeah I was like oh it's fine i've i've grown up with six dogs i've you know i've been around dogs my whole life it's i know what i'm doing no fucking clue. <laughs> so I have Archie trying to rehome him. Eventually, I think it was like in the middle of the year, my parents were like, okay, let's sit you down. We're, we're happy for you to keep the dog. You can keep the dog. That's really nice of them. Really nice of them. And I was actually at the time, I wasn't really, I was upset and I really wanted to keep him. But I underst- I un- kind of understood what it meant to have a dog because I was like, you know what, if I have a dog, like, I'm, not tr- I'm not going overseas. Yeah. I knew enough to know that if I had a dog, that dog comes first. So in a in in a you know I was trying to be mature about it I wasn't really ready to adopt a dog because mm. I knew that the minute that dog was in my care that dog became my whole world mm. there was just no 
There's turning no back. Going. going anywhere else, yeah. And then I, so I adopted the dog. Then my ex-boyfriend and I broke up. And then that was really, you know, we would, you know, Archie and I were together throughout the whole thing. Like we've just basically grown up together from 17 years, from 18 years old until now. I've had like, Archie. you know, Archie and Tommy. Yeah. So a few months later, um, I started dating a guy called Luca who also had a dog. Yeah. I was walking his dog at the time um, for his family because Luca was working really, really hard. And Tommy and Archie got along really, really well. They were best mates. Um, you know, so I started walking Tommy and then Tommy was like hanging out with me all the time. So when Luke would be at work, this is before we started dating, I would go and pick up yeah. the dog and just have him with me all the time. And then, you know, we started walking the dogs together and then like we just started to like like each other and whatever. So then that's how we started. We got dating together with our dogs. I remember at the time the dogs were like really intense. They were like wanting to play 24 seven to the point where like when we would have them in the same room we'd have to like tie them up because they were like not oh, wanting to rough and tumble they were yeah. like obsessed with each other they would like smell each other from across the park and like run and like start so like it was quite running. cute though a uh, cute, cute really to start cute. with <laughs> but i probably should have put a lot of boundaries there because archie's a very much uh he's always been like this from the very beginning he doesn't like a lot of excitement mm. he used to yelp when people would pat his head un- unexpectedly really? so he would scream and i think i don't I don't think dogs hold on to their past, but I think that there is scientifically there's evidence to say that trauma can can you know oh, implant it itself inside you. And, degree, and surely. yeah, you can have physical responses to trauma. So he might not be remembering and associating the pet with like oh someone yeah. beating me. That's not how dogs think, but that's a physical response. The movement, maybe mm. the hand going I think just like the, the fear face. of just yeah. being like out of just startled. Yeah. Mm. So Archie's always been very like just sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. Stuff. Yeah. And I remember he was quite little at the time and Tommy would be like really intense, like playing, playing, playing. And I remember Archie having to like correct Tommy as a really young puppy because Tommy was older than him being like enough. And he'd listen then? Tommy? Tommy would listen. No, Tommy was out of control before Luke and I started dating. (laughs) Absolutely out of control. Yeah. Like just... Luca has a very laissez-faire attitude to him. Yeah, but also Tommy was just the way, the nature of Tommy. Like Tommy's a, like he's just a goofy goofy guy they're both mixed breeds aren't they like yeah both mixed, mixed i've got breed. no idea what they are tommy's a rescue i'm did a dna test so we'll see what that says <laughs> it's coming <laughs> oh, back in two exciting. <laughs> so then um they got to about they were everything was fine they loved each other they woke up kissing each other every morning but i never really had the idea of in my head the way i thought with dogs that you put them in a room they get along that's fine but i also didn't realize that dogs like humans even though they're not like humans they also aren't expected to want to be in each other's space all the time mm. 100%. i don't want to share yeah. a bedroom with my sister when i'm a 16 year old boy like when i'm a 16 year old girl and they were at the time when they started to get a little bit hormonal that's like essentially like a 16 year old <laughs> yeah. kid so like i'm forcing them they got to a bit moody the, they got a bit other. moody they're forcing to sleep on the same bed were they, they sleeping even on your bed at the time or you knew then not to they were on my bed in the mornings yeah. but I mean, it's a lot, two big dogs and two yeah. people. And I used to like love cuddles and whatever. Yeah, and they'd is, get on the bed in the fun. night, but then they'd get hot themselves. So they'd jump off. But yeah. I only had one bed available for them. Okay. One huge bed. Oh, and they'd share it. But I didn't even, I didn't even have two separate beds for them. I was like, oh, they'll be fine. Yeah. Like they're dogs. They, the floor, they get along with each other. They kiss each other all the time. Yeah. You know, they fight like brothers, whatever. They tell each other off, not a big yeah. deal. But I was very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. 
one oh, no. day Tommy came upstairs from going to the toilet because Archie's a little bit of a slow. He just likes to just take his time in the morning. So yeah. Tommy came upstairs like <laughs> flaring, ready to ready to party. And Archie was in his bed asleep and Tommy went up to instigate play and I could hear Archie growl, but Tommy didn't get the message. And then it was like the biggest fight I've ever seen in my entire oh life. Oh my God, like, don't. broke out into the bedroom. So you were just like there and you're like, I was in bed. Fuck? Oh, you were Luca in bed. Luca had taken them down to the toilet and there was in my room. And when I say like a fight, like... Hectic. Like you don't know what it's like to watch dogs fight. No, I don't like the sound Until effects. you see it. Like it's probably the most traumatizing yeah. thing you could ever experience in your life. It's really animalistic to say fucking dog. It's yeah. not just it's just the noise and you can feel you can feel the energy. Yeah. Like it's palpable like the room fills up with like tension. You just can't explain it like Dog it's fights to the death. No. Dog fights are horrendous. No, no, no. My staffy used to get in dog fights a bit, and like no, I no, just no, you don't know what it's like. Not it's like it's that. not a, like this was a kill. Yeah, this was a no, kill no. She fight. was small enough for probably to just be like that's enough. Yeah, but like the I just remember the sound effects as a kid because it would really it would probably worse than what was happening. The sound effects were worse than that. Yeah, yeah, dog thing. Yeah, fight. the sound effects were <laughs> like, fucking weird. What? The sound yeah. effects are horrendous. <laughs> but no, and then we kind of broke them up and we were like, oh my god, what what just happened? Like. Do you, how did what you had that, that up, start? Though? Well, I had Luca with me at the time, so yeah. we just kind of like put your hands just, in. And we just hope pulled for the them best. apart. Mm. And we were like, "Oh my god, what what just happened?" And even when you pull them apart, they're still um, trying to go. And each when other. you're screaming no, when you're telling them to get off each other yeah. or let go, like they don't hear that. All they hear is humans screaming, yeah. mm. which creates even more of like a pack drive yeah. to then want to fight. So I'm not sure if you've ever seen like a pack fight but one dog will start fighting with another and then for some reason dogs that have never fought in their entire lives will like run over oh they all t- they all go for they it they can together. all go for it it's it's that's the hectic. most bizarre dogs are just that's just kobe's like a, had a pack fight with tommy and archie yeah if kobe and archie got kobe yeah, and tommy yeah, and archie that, yeah, fight yeah, hectic. Yeah. that was that, that was, was guy yeah, and lucas yeah. fault that anyway was just, sorry for another day that was um, my ball so then that was because kobe's Got a serious obsession with balls. <laughs> <laughs> serious <laughs> obsession with balls. Anyways, Apparently Kobe couldn't feel anything up until like the fourth or fifth bite, and then he finally was like, "Fuck, I'm no, getting attacked." Kobe, Co- yeah, Kobe was just like, Kobe. Oh, they were just the, Tommy and I were just like playing with the ball in the water. But every time they would get the ball, Kobe would just like <laughs> come in from the side and be like, yeah, my ball. like a fucking brick wall. And they did it. You. I think he did it to them like six times. Just like my ball yeah. straight from the mouth. <laughs> like, and then to the beginning, Tommy and I were like, oh just whatever just let this idiot have the ball and then they throw it again Kobe didn't like to swim he's not the most agile in the water so he's like a sinking lump and then he, yeah. the he's dogs not as would, fast the dogs would swim back in and he'd be like my ball and I think they're just like no lost it fair enough fair enough <laughs> anyway so sorry we interrupted you so then um me and Luca Luca and I were like oh what are we gonna do like this is just absolutely a disaster and then we got to break up they were panting it was fine Maybe a few minutes later, they made eye contact and went again. Without you holding them again, so they just went at it. Yeah. this And then from that moment until I uh, – just until I started eventually doing dog training, we were, like, on a like very much high alert. Like, that we couldn't let them lock eyes for more than a few seconds together because if they made an eye contact at some – particular type of eye contact, <laughs> it'd be on. Fucked, Nikki. So you're in fight or flight mode? My, we were like, we're going to the pet barn. We're getting two crates. Like, we can't have them the same. We yeah. couldn't have them in the same 
thing. But funny enough, they would never fight when we weren't there. So this is how, this is how dog psychology. This is so how I started it? getting to dog psychology. Yeah, because it was me. So yeah, that's what you're I think the you've problem. To me about I was this. the problem. So they're being protective over you. So it goes a bit deeper than that. We after being like, okay, I've got no idea what I'm doing. Like, I have two male dogs. Yeah, they're both about eighteen months old to a year really strong dogs like tommy was like 30 something kilos archie's like 28 kilos of muscle like there's there's not something that i can i had any idea how to handle on my own so i enlisted the help of like quite a few dog trainers around sydney none of them knew what they were doing i mean they all knew what they were doing in in one aspect one of them came with a clicker trainer they like use clicker training and i was like okay my dogs are really obedient like i spend a lot of time on youtube teaching them how to like balance on a bloody soccer ball like that they know how to sit stay they can stay for 25 minutes yeah if i said sit stay they would stay there there's no problem with obedience Uh, there's no problem with it's much more than that and they'd be like okay well then try this and put this on them and do all this kind of stuff and and not a single person assessed my relationship what are you doing at home with them how where do they sleep um you know how, what boundaries do you put in place with them? You know, do you speak to them all the time? Like you always yeah. talk, not a single question. Do you no one even really concerning? came into my home and was like, like, where do they sleep? I find that fucked though. Like yeah. imagine how many people were like you in the same situation that obviously are not as talented as you with dogs, like that have been there and just probably haven't, like they probably just have to give their dogs away. In yeah, the end. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's Which is scary. Which and is so sad yeah. as well. So sad. And we have a huge problem in Australia. I find that dog trainers, other dog trainers really spend so much time putting other dog trainers down. Like almost every dog trainer that I got the help of yeah every single one of them was like caesar's an absolute like hooligan he's this he's that he's abusive why because he's different to them i think because when we humans are just unfortunately we have a lot of we're just built with up with you know ego we have Mm. such a problem with being able to let go of ego i think when you see um somebody so successful with making so many amazing well he's the og as well yeah, like he's been around with amazing for results humans unfortunately just have that first instinct where they're just like oh they've, we've got to just bring them down yeah i Especially think that's australia there's a tall yeah. poppy syndrome that you just we, it's just you can't explain it there's just so much competition and just anyway so every single person that I got the help of was like, oh, no, Caesar's a fraud. He's abusive. Because He's you were bringing this. him up, though, being like, oh, I've watched his videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I watched his video. And they're like, oh, no, 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 not him. He's just, I mean, he's like, okay. shocking. He's terrible. <laughs> he's this. But first of all, my dad was suffered a lot of, like, bad press at the hands of other doctors. Other yeah. doctors would always speak poorly about my dad just in his profession so that only made me much more interested in season one you were like, like yeah. obviously I like this guy <laughs> if they have something to say about yeah. him he's obviously doing something right well and everyone's talking about him if you yeah. were really confident in your ability you would feel no need to put anybody down 100 percent. if like you that. were really that's a really good way to live your life as yeah well. and if you were really confident with what you were doing and and you were really you had amazing results and you were rehabilitating plenty of dogs and you had the results to show for it you would you would never sit there and try and convince someone that someone else was bad so is that what you were thinking when they come to your house you're like nah this trainer's not right i would now. just shut my mouth they'd be like oh okay yeah yeah like i'm i guess so 
have you worked with him? Like, have you seen him firsthand? They'd be like, oh, no, I would <laughs> never. Potting them. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. Like, mm-hmm, okay. Um, so then I was like, oh, no, I really, really want to go and see this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really curious because, like, that's just the first result. That's the first response you get when someone's like, oh, this person's terrible. You're like, mm, they're obviously doing something right because you're talking about them. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, look, I wasn't getting anywhere with these trainers. No one no one I was like what am I doing like what can I so you do? were asking these trainers though yeah absolutely because they would only fight around me yeah they would fight around and Luca you tell and them I, that. and I would be like they're not gonna fight right now you don't understand like I'm telling you that there's there are times there's something when in me and Luca. sometimes we're just sitting on the bed and randomly they'll just fight there and then and then I was like I'd, I I get another bed like oh no no you know like Caesar says get them out of the bed but he doesn't know what he's talking about and, oh my God. and I was like oh, okay and so it's fine to have them in the bed with me and they're like oh it's fine You're like, like okay excellent and I was like oh okay um and then there were a whole bunch of other things that they were saying oh Caesar came Caesar's second language is English yes first of all. so they would bring up these quotes that he might have once said scripted on a tv show and then like break down the actual what he said specifically the word oh so they were like obsessive and like, like with this. Yeah, yeah 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 every single one of them i i i, I cannot tell you how polarizing the dog training world is is it but as more here yeah probably in sydney in australia yeah, in, in america australia, as well yeah. like oh, really everywhere there's only particular methods and if you branch out to another method you're, you're automatically wrong. banished so what did you do then after you had no success so they were like so they go um they they would like pick one of the words that he might have used like dominance or like um fight fight avoidance surrender (laughs) because those are the three stages of like reaction so fight or flight avoidance and surrender and i see it firsthand it's exactly what happens they either fight or flight and they avoid and then they eventually surrender yeah caesar is a mexican man (laughs) He had his English taught to him by his English teachers and also Discovery Channel. You know, so like they might have been like, oh, we love that. We love that phrase. Let's just stick with that and like use that for the t- – because that'll for the really – For the yeah. show. Yeah. So then, it's TV. It's TV. So then the dog training will be like, he wants your dog to surrender. He wants your dog to bow down to you. And you're like, you're missing the point. Yeah, like, shut mm. up. Don't like, fixate on one word. Like, you're, you're not paying attention to the big picture here. Yeah, but he's not, actually trying to communicate yeah, to you. Yeah, he's just trying yeah. to he's trying to just give you, like, stages. Call it what you want. <laughs> Pizza, fries, <laughs> coke, whatever. It doesn't matter. As just, long as they yeah, fucking do what you want yeah. them to do. <laughs> there's just a way that dogs function and a way that they eventually break through. Yeah. And it comes in that order and use whatever word you want. So I found that really fascinating. I was like, why are they, like, getting so hooked up on these words? Like, they're just words. If you want to change the yeah, word and you don't like it. the meaning, then just change it. Not mm. a big deal. Anyways, so then I was like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. The dogs are still fighting randomly. You know, they would be fine for a few days, for a week or so, and then randomly they'd get into a huge fight just out of nowhere. There was – it was coming from somewhere. <laughs> I just had – didn't have the tools to recognise it. Like no, I just, well, fair enough though. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have the education or anyone to like – oh, this sign, they're about to get into a fight. Now mm. I know the signs because mm. you can help others in yeah. a similar position. <laughs> exactly, but it took a while. So then who, yeah. So who then I went overseas and, and then I was with my mum and we went to America 
for a mother-daughter trip for something and then, then when I was over there I was like I'm really I really just want to see if I can meet him Cesar Milan this being I just feel like I just love his ethos like I love his mentality oh, so just, you hadn't sorted out the dogs before you met him no no oh, really no 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 no, 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 no I didn't know no, no, that no, I just no, thought that no, was like no. a, tra- a next training Paul Luke is like trying to work them. full time like they're, they're in their crates for like six hours straight oh and he God, gets out wow. and walks in for two hours I had a dog that is so stressful yeah it was so stressful but I was like I need to go and meet him like yeah. I need to just figure out yeah. what's going on here so I went to the states and I went googled his property in Santa Clarita or whatever and then I was like oh, okay this is the address let's go oh you just went up there it gets even oh my god Nikki outrageous like I'm <laughs> telling this story I'm like the biggest psycho but it's fine because it's look where I am now yeah, <laughs> look at you now girl <laughs> anyway so I drive into his property and I'm we're driving up the road we're driving into the um for the ranch the big gates and, and stuff. i pull over yeah. and I'm like oh mum, pull over i need to take a photo of the dpc because there's dpc dog psychology center and like yeah. big yeah. white riding on this beautiful mowed green lawn and i was like this is amazing get, let's get a picture so we pull over mom, to the side take a picture yeah. your mom like this is absurd what no, we're my doing mom was like, yeah this is great let's do it <laughs> my mom's amazing she's just like you give her an idea she's like let's go yeah let's it. go that Whatever. sounds exciting i love yeah. that she's not gonna like she's not she's not like scared at all she's like come on nikki let's go and i'm like oh i don't want to look like a crazy person she's like who cares like if you're crazy you're crazy but like whatever you probably get a bit starstruck from someone like oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was amazing. Okay, so you get your cute little photo, then, so then what? The SUV <laughs> takes over and opens up all the gates in front of us. It's yeah. a like SUV. And I'm, I'm feeling like, oh. a break and enter I energy. Go, wow. Like, this is this is really lucky. Like, it says trespassers will be prosecuted. Like, private property, get off the – basically, get off the property. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just a That's sign from above. <laughs> Let's go through. All the gates are unlocked. This is amazing. So, like, following this SUV behind, and I'm like, this is great. And then we drive up to the property, we park. My, I get out of the car and I'm like, hello. And there are these gardeners are like, hello, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, is, is there an office around here? Like someone I can speak to? And then Caesar pops out of the bushes no. with Junior and all of his dogs. No. How many dogs are we talking? I think he had Geo, the Pug, the Pomeranian <laughs> and Junior at the time so it was like maybe like three or four and like another dog that he had with him or whatever just that he was there just yeah. a handful of dogs with him Anyways, his little his little pack and it was amazing and i go oh my god i'm so sorry i must look absolutely crazy like i just wanted to know if like you did a shadow program like i'm literally talking out my mouth and goes uh who do you come with and my mom gets out of the car doesn't put the car in park and starts rolling she's like me she came with me i'm like oh my god <laughs> Great entrance. So she was like, jump back in the car, put it on hand. And he's like, um, I think he wanted to like make sure that we weren't psychopathic. So he was like, yes. let's just have a conversation. Like, let's just cool down everybody. Like, this is a really strange situation. He's by himself, no security, no one to help him. <laughs> yeah. If mom and I were like, just raw, absolutely crazy. Anyways, he pulls out some beanbags and we just talked for like two he hours. He pulled out some beanbags. Yeah, and then gave me a Fiji water and I was like, I'm never drinking. I'm never throwing this out. <laughs> oh, so he amazing. was like open to talking to you guys though. Yeah, he was really, really, really nice. Yeah. So nice. And like we didn't really even speak about dogs to begin with. I think he was just like... Sussing you out. Sussing us out, but also just really fascinated about an Aussie girl. How she knew just, about him. Just rocked yeah. up at the ranch. Anyway, so then at the end of the conversation, it was like two hours we were chatting. He was like, I've got to go back to like... My tending day to my, yeah, yeah. Tending to my chickens because he had like want to get chicken feed. Yeah, his farm's amazing. I stalk him. And a lot. then he was like, Look, I really like your energy. You have a good energy about you. You know, you're not a crazy person. I'll give you the name of uh, my head trainer, who her name was Colleen Steckloff, and she was amazing. So I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I messaged her and I was like, Hi, Colleen. Like, I just, it's 
spoke to Caesar and she gave me your number. He gave me your number and I'd love to come and learn from you. And she was like, great, I've got a shadow program. You can come. Came Went back to Sydney two months later, got on a plane and went back to... Yeah, um, I remember all the photos. To mm. LA to yeah. work with Colleen. So that was my first intro to dog psychology. That was just the psychology part of things, teaching how to, learning how to read body language. I would go to all her consultations and just like listen to the way she was speaking with the humans. Yeah. Mm. Because so much of my training is not so much to do with the dogs. It's just so geared towards the human. Yeah. That's Helping the human understand inconsistencies in their stuff. relationship or like how to read their own dog's body language or so know. what was the biggest thing then you learned it's like kind of a myth buster i suppose here like with people like us that kind of get a dog and maybe have had family dogs like you like what were you like fuck have i been missing something for ages like what was the biggest thing like maybe the few biggest things that everyone should kind of know straight up before I getting think a dog like the biggest thing is to just stop anthropomorphizing your dog like they're not human like they <laughs> never will be fuck. they never will be a human yeah can i ask can i play a bit of a game because yeah. i think people will find this interesting you meet Ella, right? Yeah. She's your client. Yeah. What was your assessment of Ella and Eddie and Tonka? Because I feel like Kobe's a bit of a harder one because he already... Kobe, well, I'm okay. Yeah, let's, let's just get this take- straight, everybody. Kobe, I've never... We've never trained. No, I'm <laughs> never going to. Yeah. I'm never going to do a session with them. We're never... Yeah. Like, guys, one of my best friends will be best friends for the rest of our lives, but he's never going to be a client of mine. So, like... <laughs> You will be a client of mine. I've never... Maybe when Seb, maybe in the future, but, like, yeah, so... Kobe's a completely different no, game. No, yeah, so you know what I'm saying. So you, Ella With Ella, comes to you and you look Ella at... Ella say I don't know Ella. Like, the first thing I look at always is the way the human... The way you are with your own mm. dog. So I just observe... And how is that? What did yeah, you what observe? did you think? <laughs> Go on, be honest. <laughs> I just think that your... The way you interpreted his body language or like his reactions or his anything came from a very much a human perspective Mm. so you were like oh you know it's so weird how like he he comes up to people and wants to get a pet but then growls yeah and then the way you interpret that was him coming up and being like i want a pet like i love pets but then get the fuck off me now but like that's not how he thinks yeah that's not how dogs think like sometimes dogs they're not born to get affection they're not born to have affection poured onto them but we raise them in a way where the interaction comes from physical affection. Majority of the affection, the majority of the interaction with the human comes from mm. being petted and being loved on. But some dogs can't handle that that amount of that amount of energy or in in you know pressure being put onto them by people. You know, it goes from being a soft pat to like, oh, you're so cute, yeah, to then hug over the top. That's when he really does. And then he's like, like oh, yeah. oh, oh, this is way too much. For Fine me. with me is when my sister does it or something. Exactly. And she's she's like, like grabs him over the top and he's yeah. like, oh, like. Oh. But he does it with other people because of the way you were with him. No, you're 100%. always. Yeah. You were giving him affection. so much, too much affection, way too much. Yeah. Some dogs just don't love to be. Like I think that's the hardest thing as well. Going off that point because, like, obviously having another dog before my family dog Bam Bam, like. Not none of these issues I've ever experienced with a dog. I did not know that was even a thing. That's yeah. why I was like, is something wrong with him? What's wrong? Like, no, nothing. Yeah, like, it was so weird for me to even. I'm like, what's wrong with him? Yeah, he likes pets yeah, usually. Yeah, why is he yeah. doing that with some? And people? it's just as simple as stop petting your dog. Yeah. Wait until you build up that confidence, so you've got less of an insecure dog and more of a confident dog. 
and then you can start bringing things like affection from strangers mm. back in. You, but at that time, you've got to make, you've got to, if he has to then set boundaries for himself, set boundaries and advocate for him. If yeah. he's going to start setting boundaries with strangers, just don't let him come into other people's intimate spaces without an invitation. If he's coming in uninvited and then growling, what are you going to, the steps you've got to stop, start before he even makes his way in. Yeah. Then you put that boundary right there. You can't come into a human space and and ask for affection well, it's anymore. a controlling then, thing because you sent me that good video because that was another way of like me understanding it more nikki sent me this video to help with that and it was my other favorite dog trainer i follow in america i think Sam. The, yeah and yeah. they were like talking about how they they know dogs that or someone was writing in about a similar characteristic their dog does and they were explaining like it's actually like a control thing in the home they're like controlling like different things in the home the dog is actually trying to control you yeah. and what's going on because in the it's room just, it's stuff. not it doesn't feel safe in the environment that he's in yeah so if he doesn't feel safe how does he make himself feel safe he's making sure he's putting boundaries in place for himself mm. because the humans aren't then going oh i need to then put boundaries in place for my dog because we all have this idea of dog just being friendly man and dog you yeah. know dogs that just sit with man's your, best friend yeah, man's best friend they sit at your feet they get on you know unlimited affection blah blah blah, blah. but this the, we can't keep looking at dogs as all one type of 100 we've got to start that's what i was yeah. like and like and comparing even with kobe like kobe doesn't ever do this i'm like why does kobe never do it? why does tonka do that like you start like comparing or even like, my two dogs yeah tommy loves affection archie could do without it i know but it's he, a doesn't, thing. he doesn't live for like people touching him he hates people coming into his intimate space when he's on his bed yeah when he's on his bed i don't like any of my friends coming in and no, getting that's into my his new bed. thing i have yeah. to tell everyone don't touch him and not that he family. would ever like like Archie's never growled or reacted, but like I watch his body language, he curls up, he hides his and vital organs, and sometimes he gets and up and then takes himself into his crate. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like my dog had to do that for himself. I can't let my dog feel like he's got to remove yeah. himself from the situation. I should be able to be like, don't touch my dog. No, it's so interesting because I would have never, ever, ever picked up on any of that kind of yeah. stuff before talking to you. Yeah. And then we had the dog, the major, big, biggest issue is me not being able to walk. Well, I've got a Rottweiler for starters. Like, that's the first thing I should have <laughs> known that it's a big animal to walk. But I was like, this is getting pretty fucked. Like, I'm actually nervous before I'm walking him because yeah, he's so yeah, big and yeah. he's such a presence. If he does pull for a bush turkey, I nearly, I think I nearly died a few times walking yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And even like, just like reactions with dogs sometimes. But most of the time, he's pretty happy go lucky. But the pulling was just out of control. Like, I'd have to have Eddie walk with me because I was so nervous. But now, like, I don't even think twice. Like, I'm so fine. I know. Just I know. by making those, like, when you came Small on. changes. Yeah. And that's what I went, that's what they spoke to me about in America, though. The first time I was ever asked how I was feeling was when we went to Caesars Ranch and I spent a week doing like the the program there that they've got for students to come like basically learn. Um, and yeah, the beginning stages, the, whole, the the first time I was ever asked, actually no, Colleen was pretty good. Colleen was like, you've got to really make sure that you're centered and grounded. You've got to make sure that you yourself, you don't have tension and anxiety you know, no, that's moving down the leash straight into your dog. Now I'm like, like loosely, loosely yeah, goes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. how do you, as someone who gets really anxious walking the dog, particularly after that dog attack, that how do I break the anxiety? Like as soon as I go to walk him, either me or Guy, he shakes. And so how do I not have that energy in me and then – make the walk more comfortable is it like what you said doing the lead walking in the house first so you 
you've got a your situation's unique because it's so much there's so much personal growth you've got to do on your own before you can even start to like move on to the dog mm. so before you even address the dog and before you even want to fix kobe's anxiety or kobe's this you've got to make sure that how you are and how you present yourself to your dog isn't someone that is anxious and tense mm. and, and fearful and stressed because you know st- they've just done a study in italy um recently where they had the sweat samples of someone who was in like a really happy state versus someone who was like in a really stressed state and the dogs were moving away from that stress state of mind from the stress sweat they can Mm. smell the difference between oh yeah that's what my mum and dad always joke about it's something to do with you because as soon as i got involved with my other dog bam bam and let her sleep on my bed apparently she went weird and i'm like can everyone stop saying but they can't but 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 there's there's <laughs> there are dogs I do because I had I was scared of sleeping but downstairs there are dogs so I made her sleep on my bed there are dogs that are trained who can handle that pressure yeah but you my can't, can't put that pressure on a dog that's not oh, made I feel for mean that. to Kobe it's I not emanate mean. stress it's not mean but you've got to remember that when I when my friends are anxious when Sophie's anxious yeah. my sister when Katie's anxious, not that Katie ever really gets anxious, but, but like, you feel it. You can feel it. Mm. And there are so many dog trainers who say, oh, no, 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 that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Dogs can't be. They absolutely it's like can. like a horse. Mm. Like getting on a horse. Everyone, like, I remember even as a kid, because my dad was had race horses and whatnot, and he was like, don't make sure when you go up to them, like, they can, like, fe- they know when you're fearful of them. Like, they yeah. read you so well, like, as soon as, like, you get on. Oh, they read you before you know. And yeah. I'm like, it's similar to a, any animal, though. Yeah, yeah. They any ha- animal. Don't they have, like, more talent than us and even sensing fear Well, I mean, it's, it's, fight, it's life or death. Yeah. Really, you know, so, like, those, they can sense those adrenal glands from each other because, like, those those kind of adrenal glands is what tells the rest of the dogs, oh, there's a threat, come, you know what I mean? They can, they're, they're yes. animals, they, they're prey and they're also predators. Oh, so Nikki, that's what, that reminded me. This is my big thing and Eddie really wanted you to talk about this. The, um, which he found so interesting, dogs, what part of the pack they are. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll get into that. That's so interesting. We'll get into that yeah. because then that, that kind of, that happened, that I learned all of that as well moving yeah in, when i started it's learning crazy a little bit more all from of like that. caesar and then and then i met this guy called steve and he was amazing i've met some amazing dog trainers from the states and it's such a nice community because it's so like i said it's just so polarizing between the ideologies of dog training if you're one way if you're another way then you're not allowed to be part of this group yeah. of dog trainers like but the way i trained and the way that everyone you know who loves season who understands that kind of mentality where it's like dog psychology first and then training second like you don't really none of us train dogs none of us train like none of us are trainers like the, the trainers that i follow they're not sitting there they're not teaching them how to like act in movie sets they're just helping humans understand the psychology, psychology. of their dog and like mm. how to break those habits inside the home to then create good new a better ones. dog a happier dog. and it's called yeah. a balance method where you take you know, you combine corrections and reward-based training into one and it's got to be a little bit more balanced. You can't just rely on force-free, um, never saying no. Yeah. Um, doing all this, like this kind of t- training, which I'm sure... Well, can I tell you about my weird trainer quickly then that I had before you? Yeah. I just want to know what which your then gets. Is. I'm sure that type of style, that training method gets results with a lot of dogs. But I know for a fact 
because I experienced it myself, <laughs> that that method wasn't going to stop my dogs from trying to kill each other. It no. just wasn't. No. And just, not that I needed to correct my dogs, but I was very much needed to correct myself. And then I need to put very firm boundaries in with my dogs to let them know that it wasn't their house to fight over. Yeah. I'm not theirs to fight over. The bed isn't theirs to fight over. In order to do that, I need to be very firm in my boundaries and in the structure of my day and how I walk them. And no no one else told me to kind of like... It was more about you than the dog. Yeah. <laughs> it was all me. It was, it was all, all me. That's why it's so interesting. It's no all me. It's, it's all them. always... And not that you need to beat your dog to have an aggressive dog. Like that, no. that's, not, that's not right. You can have a really soft, weak human being with a really insecure dog yeah. and that dog can be aggressive because mm. the human is too too soft and too loving 100%. and too unsure of themselves. And so that whole ideology, oh, you know, you know, that dog mustn't be nice or it must have had a really bad upbringing. No, 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 no that's not true either. That it's there's just no boundaries there's just there. something that dog wasn't compatible with that human at the time and like it wasn't a good it wasn't a good home for them to be in and they weren't respected and they didn't have boundaries and they weren't taught what was right and what was wrong from the very beginning. They weren't socialised properly and then that kind of created... It's a, like a domino effect, really, yeah, like with that kind effect. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting too when you think about it because then I think I had on one of my questions as well, is there any is there such thing as an untrainable dog? But you've kind of explained that in a good oh, way. I no. mean, like, the humans are the There's no such thing as an untrainable dog. Yeah. But there are untrainable humans. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was saying to Ella before, I've gotten <laughs> to a point now. I've gotten to a point now where if I meet uh, someone and there's too much resistance or I can tell they're not going to put in the, yeah. the work, I can tell they're not going to go home. and Because I had to change my whole life like I had to change my lifestyle I had to change the way I looked at what my dogs represent to me they weren't my dogs anymore I was responsible for a being in my home yeah. that I had to honor and respect as a species I always say to the clients they go oh but you know I don't want the dog out of my bed I love them like my baby yeah, I said well, actually you don't no 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 <laughs> but it's 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 more than that you don't love them like a baby yeah. because when you have children you want them to grow up to be good human beings. Mm. So you put boundaries in place. You say, yeah. I want you to be a child that I want to be around. I want you to be a kid that I want to be able to bring to social situations. So I'm going to teach you not to say, not to yell at me or not to kick my friends and not to kick other people's children. Mm. You give them their own bedroom. Humans are like, oh, no, no, we want to keep them in that like, you know, zero day old to six month old baby stage yeah, that's, that's true, what they actually. love them to be like and a baby that never grows up that stays it's so true attached to you. This is like if you really like an yeah thing. yeah like they're following around the house so it still just, does a bit but like it's what humans expect their dogs to be that's where the imbalance in the relationship yeah, people love comes being from. like the center of attention with their dogs yeah. like the favorite yeah. like i even get jealous sometimes of eddie and tonka i'm like fuck why does yeah. he like him better but that's a human it's a, <laughs> it's human, a human thing, thing. yeah we can't He's, help it and it's not about you it's about the fucking, it's about dog. The fucking dog yeah yeah and so then sometimes i'm like oh no 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 when i hear that and when it's too much too much resistance they can't get the, the fat, head around what they you're can't saying. wrap the head around no. that thing i say goodbye to the dog I give them a little prayer. I say, I'm so sorry. And I'm going to never speak to them again. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't, I can't work with you. Unless, I pray for you. Yeah, I pray for you and I'm never going to yeah. speak to you again. And I, I feel like so a lot of the people who that happens to, I 
I, they probably get the feeling they're probably just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Too hard. She's probably just Well, they probably up. wigged out as well with what you were saying. You're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. And then you sometimes know? they're like, you know, I'm ready to give it a go. And then they're like, yes, I'm, oh, my God. This, and then six months later, they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I've never had a better relationship with my dog in my entire well, life. Well, no, as soon as you And then you're be- like, because you respect them no. as the species that they are. They're not a 100%. human. And I always find it really annoying when I see people being like, oh, my dog is my rock. And like, my dog, I don't know, like, da 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 Or like... You know, when I'm really sad, I like cuddle my dog, and I'm like, "Don't put that on your dog because no. they don't understand. <laughs> they, all they feel is that sadness yeah. and anxiety, and they don't they don't know your cognitive ability to be like, oh, I was sad, but now, now I'm hugging I'm my dog, and now I'm fine.' Yeah, they just take that pressure, and they're like, "Okay, well, this like, person's really leaning on me." Yeah, and then I feel really bad for the for the dogs. I'm like, that's just such an unhealthy. Mm relationship because you wouldn't expect your best mate to be that I know, but you so wouldn't mean. expect your child your partner your best friend that's a job for a therapist it's like an emotional like stability you for need them. yeah you need to offload your anxiety onto something go pay 300 for a therapy session i know don't put that on an animal because you would never i would never do that to my partner i would never do it to my sister i would never just offload them be like totally 100%. okay i'm fine now thanks so much for like helping me you can deal with that anxiety that i just put on you and then you and can... then expect that they'll be fine yeah. and not anxious yeah and no there's so many things i've learned being with like obviously obviously having my sessions with you and then going back to this like when you saw Tonka though which was like I feel like you explained things really well as because I think I as you said I think I read him completely wrong mm. so even in your first session with Eddie and I I think you were like you cleared up so many things that made us be like fuck that makes so much sense when mm. you brought up this the pack thing yeah. with us and you said because I was like, he's really nervous. I sh- I just told you about a few characteristics he was showing and mm. I was like a bit concerned that maybe he was like turning into some weird aggressive dog, even though he never ever showed any other quality. It was only in certain situations that he became fearful and showed it. Anyway, and you were like, he is a back of the pack dog. He will never mm. have like a, you know, you were like, I'm pretty sure he's pretty fine with dogs. So he started to become quite unsure with dogs and reactive yeah, all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah. And I looked up the description of the back of a pack dog when you told me. And I was like, holy fuck, this yeah. is Tonga to a T. Tonga to a T. So when you meet Tonka, he radiates back of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> but I never knew that. Eddie, for me, it felt so bad. There's- we were like... You know, we've been doing stuff. The total wrong thing you should do with the back of the pack dog. We've been doing just like yeah, yeah the biggest no no. Putting way too much pressure on him. Pressure on him or, to make know, him like, feel like he needs to be the front. Yeah. So there are three pack positions: front, middle, back. So yes. back is your sensitive. They're the dogs that are like the your alert dogs. They're the ones that you know they'll bark first. So Tommy is like middle back. He sits on the edge of both. Yeah. So he'll be like the. And you'll be like, well, that was really random. Like, he just gives one little bark. But, like, he's the alert dog. Yeah, Chewy, my... Roddy's don't really usually bark, but Tonka does. Chewy, my cavoodle as well. So, Chewy's, Chewy's quite a the back of pack dog. When you have a back What's of the pack... What's Tommy? Tommy's, like, middle back. Mm. Oh, she's, like, middle front. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can so, see that. Yeah. Because he, he's quite, like... For example, he doesn't mind sitting further out. If Say, for example, we go camping. Yeah. Archie will sit, like on the perimeter and Tommy will sit like right next to okay. us the yeah. whole time. That's why I want to ask what are the characteristics like when you get a dog of like how do you know if you have a front, middle or back dog? So front are really you're, – they're, you're usually really forward-moving dogs. So when you get a litter of puppies, the guide dog association will look at who is the most – I think they look at the most forward-moving dog yeah. because it means that they're the most eager to work. Same as like mm. – so breeders understand the pack position as well because like they see it from the yeah. very beginning. So it's really funny. You often get 
the dogs that when you stand, when you're watching them, just observing them in the litter, if you, there's a noise drop, something drops on the floor, there's a few dogs that move forward. Dog is the opposite. And there's a few dogs that sit back and then there's a few dogs that the run bolt. away. Yeah. yeah. Some That's some, a good analogy. Some yeah. litters are born with no front yeah. and they'll be born with like You've just told me that. middle That's and back and whatever because I think it's Mother Nature's way of saying you don't want too many front yeah. front dogs because like they're the they're quite driven. Well, and that's what I want to ask. So yeah. then, like, yeah, what does someone want then when they're going into a litter of puppies? Is this something you need to be looking at? Depends. Like, depends what you want. So yeah. if you're someone that's like a really active person, but you're also really centered and you're also very assertive, like yeah. Katie, for example, back to my sister, she'd be fine with the front of the pack dog mm. because she there's no there's no problem figuring out who the leader is in that situation at all. Dogs are opportunistic animals, so if they're in a household, for example, say Tonka, yeah. So Tonka's your back of your pack, mm-hmm. and but your back of the pack, and Eddie was front of the pack, but didn't yeah. know how that to be. That role is changing. Now, yeah, that, okay. but that I'm role. The front no, now. no, no. But now, <laughs> but now, because now you understand what Tonka needs. No, I know. Yeah. But back in the time, back, back when before you first we started met training, me. yeah, Tonka was kind of like leading the way. A hundred percent. You, yeah. your you weren't fulfilling the role that he needed so he was going to jump right in there oh yeah if there's no one leading me i'm gonna have to lead everybody and that's when you see reactivity that's when you see insecure dogs that's when you see dogs that weird thing where he used to have grace had a friend over Mm. and it was like someone he was really close to and he started getting really weird about her coming down the hallway near me or like present and it was so out of character mm, for him, mm, mm. and because I think maybe he was getting confused well, you, of his role. You, no, but you weren't. You weren't someone that was going to protect him from something. That's that was what I make mean. him feel like. Unco- so he was like, "Fuck, I better protect myself." Yeah, totally. So it's that's when we see. Think about you, like, Fuck. And that's when you get really as well when you have like a happy-go-lucky dog, for example. Or actually, no, the other way. I'll give you another example. Yeah. You have a really sensitive dog, but you're a really intense person. Then that dog becomes shut down. Okay. So sometimes and I've had to learn learn how to be really um bring my energy up or down depending on the dog that I'm dealing Mm. with I struggle the most with the sensitive dogs because I'm really until I started meditating I'm really just like a lot like I'm yeah I'm like a bit of a I move quickly I speak quickly I'm a bit more like I'm excitable. Is Tonka sensitive? Would you call him sensitive? Tonka's very sensitive. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tonka's really sensitive. Because he was fine with you though. He didn't do anything. Oh no, but that's you. because I've I've, I was thinking, well, I've taught like, myself how to bring myself yeah. down. No, but I was before, at you. when I was young, like I'm climbing off the trees, I'm just running around, <laughs> yeah. I'm going up and talking to absolute with. strangers. Yeah. Like I've got. I you could talk to a wall. Yeah, I could talk to. You could put me in the room with Putin, and I'd become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I had no problem with being like that forward, like no, 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 no. Yeah. But you bring that energy into a room with a dog that's really sensitive and like really, really like, oh, that's too much. You'll see them shut down. Hundred percent. That's so what I've noticed. That's now. another example. People who have dogs where they're too intense and their dog's really soft and then you almost create like a little like a nervous wreck where they're like always like kind of being Yeah, he goes and just bloody sits there and bees a weirdo in the And then you have a dog that's like happy-go-lucky middle but then you're a really weak person. You kind of let them – you've seen them. Mm. These like soft, sweet ladies that are holding the lead and the dog's like around on their back feet bouncing around. Yeah, the most common form of people. They're just like all over the shop. Because I'm – I'm going to have to check with with what my – mentors say but i'm pretty sure majority of the pack of the pack in the litter will be all middle middle yeah not not many not heaps of back and not heaps of forward but like you're happy go lucky so like the middle so it's not about what dog you want it's about adjusting yourself so and recognizing compatibility it. is so important i always say this but 
Archie and I, like, we love each other. Tommy and I, super compatible. Tommy and I are probably more compatible than Archie and I, but Archie's my, like, guy. Like, he's so loyal to me. Archie probably would never have had the the behavioural issues he had if he was with someone like Katie. Mm. Because Katie, from the very beginning, was very clear about her boundaries. There was Mm. no swaying. There was no, you know, you're not allowed in my room, that's it. Dogs aren't allowed in my room, that you're not allowed in my room. Are they allowed in your room? Yeah, they're allowed in my room, but they're not allowed in my bed. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just interested to see what you do now. But Katie (laughs) will have them in her room with invitation only. I'm the same. I don't like the dogs just being able to, like, run in and, like, just bound into my room. Yeah. Mainly because, like, I have to vacuum, like, four times a day. <laughs> so, like, it comes Tommy, down to hygiene. Tommy, for some reason, comes in and the first thing he does is will shake in my room and I'm like, yeah. Argh. Anyways, so, Kate, a dog like Archie would have been perfect with someone who was a little bit more grounded, less less affectionate, yeah. less, uh, not so, like, baby. God, I'm like, I don't think that's the right one for dog. I started off like that. I was very much like, my baby, my baby, my baby. Yeah, and, that's right. And I was, I was like, everyone was always like, this dog's amazing. Like, Archie was amazing to be like he was just like very like centered and grounded i said bring him to parties and he would just sit still like he well we used to do it with tonka before yeah he got his hormones like no no, no but like but tonky yes but tonka even as a puppy yeah. i could see the sensitivity could you see, always. see i'm so bad at i've Rise always like, nah, seen he's, fine. <laughs> he's he's always had those whale eyes yeah yes. so what person does he need he needs some <laughs> like like you you can be that you you the are other anxious wreck in the corner with you him. are that person yeah. because if it wasn't for Tonka, you wouldn't be taking the steps no. now to like try and help. Oh no, your now he's like in. sweet. Yeah, yeah, like it's fun. like and a few that's things. a lot of it's personal growth. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can never be not compatible for a dog. You just have to make sure that when you're not compatible, no. you work Understanding. to keep yourself um, compatible. No, it's yeah. so, so interesting. I worked hard to make myself the dog that Archie needs in no, order to cool. feel it's safe. So much knowledge now, though you're filled yeah. with it. Yeah, which yeah. I but love. because I've had experience, I didn't go to TAFE. I haven't sat and done online courses, but I've I've seen it firsthand and I've figured out how to like. I know, and it's something you've always been passionate about too, yeah, which helps yeah. too. Like you're naturally very good with animals. And yeah, you, totally. I, yeah, you're a very calming person to be around. You know? well, now, back I in the feel day, like no, but not. you're just like a you're a chiller personality. I feel yeah, like most yeah, yeah, and yeah, you have yeah. such good energy yeah. and you're so you're so helpful. Oh, so nice. Like <laughs> we've got just like endless good things. You've changed my life, Nikki. <laughs> so Nikki, if someone wants to have you train their dog. What, how do they contact you or are you fully booked? Yeah, so you can email. So email, I don't, I'm really bad with DMs. Okay, so I'll put your email in the show notes. Yeah, I've got notes. Some I'm also not great with texting. My All my friends and my family will tell you that. Yep. Um, texting, forget it. I don't have time to go through 100 unread texts, but email's fine. Yeah, cool. Instagram, you can look at what we do. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, yeah, I don't, like to market i think my marketing has been word of mouth oh, yeah. so like yeah, i don't have yeah. a website i don't do any you of that don't need you don't need it i think if i had a bit more of a business side of things i'm not doing it for the business no side of things if i was doing yeah. it for oh no for i literally business, like I go out with my friends with their dogs like we'll walk like you know i'll go walking with tonka and you know friend's dog and i'm like something where i'm like you probably do you want nikki's number like, do you want to see <laughs> yeah i've given so many I've people so your number judgmental. I have to be, but I, not but judgmental but i'm yeah. like a super aware yeah super aware because you can't judge because like i was there no. i was there so oh i was, I was there, there too but yeah. i'm like but so it, i can't yeah. judge i'm like i just want them but it's more to, people don't know yeah and i feel you have to feel so 
sorry as well because like they're probably oh, it's really such hard work you know though. their dog is, a, is might look really hard but like that's not to say that they're not sitting there themselves going oh my god this yeah. is a really punishing walk no. right now like how do i how well, do that's I, what I used to, I used to be there and now yeah. I'm like don't have to, I don't, as I said like I can walk past anything even birds now that he used to fucking go crazy literally does I just say leave it maybe once like, yeah. before we get then he will not do anything yeah he'll not do anything which is yeah. fucking far from what we used to have to deal with <laughs> I used to be going around in circles yeah, poor Ella's like 50 <laughs> kilos like, like, like getting blown over by the wind I reckon I pulled my socket out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I when I when Tonga rocked out of the car just like bounding around I was like yeah oh, I can fuck. see why here we go yeah Yep, this is going to be a good one. All right, we've got some questions. Um, obviously, you can just give a snippet of your um, – so they, you know, obviously pay for your training after, don't you? Like? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, you know what, though? That's the thing. I actually – giving out free advice is, is – I no, love good. doing I mean. it because it's it, you're helping so many people. Some people can't afford dog training. You should do an yeah. e-book. Yeah, an you e-book. should do a podcast. Yeah, I should do a podcast. The podcast would be fun. But yeah, no, people do need free information because like they can't afford it. And if it means I'm helping one poor person, oh, yeah, with there's the, a few people yeah. writing in. Let's pick some good ones. I think this is a good one because it's going off what I was just saying. Best tips to help a dog that pulls on the lead. Very mm. general though. But are there any uh, like a few? tips for someone to start like maybe the so equi- leashes like and stuff slip that you yeah a slip lead is the best tool i think because there's only a rope between you and the dog there's no clip clip there's no body thing there's yep. no like like i don't know you're not twisting the shoulders and twisting the head like a harness would and it's just very simple but if you're choking your dog with slip lead, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So yeah. to teach a dog to walk on a leash is to teach them to follow. So mm-hmm. to teach them to follow is that every time they move ahead of you and they try and assume that leadership position, you move away. And I go back, 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 back. So it's association. <laughs> Dogs learn by association. At some stage in their life, they learnt that when they put pressure on that leash, then the humans moved forward. So you've got to just change the association. Every time they put pressure on that leash, the humans move away. Mm, and yeah. so you keep going, letting them hit the end of the leash to the point where you've done so many repetitions of of changing direction to the point where they're like they look up and you're like mm, okay obviously this isn't working anymore you, you're gonna move away so then they become a little bit more checked in leash walking as well is really important to make sure that you're being relevant with your dog so make sure that the walk is really intentional if you're someone that's on the phone looking yeah. down you know not paying attention you want to just like walk them to the park and let them off leash which i used to do with my old and, dog you know let them run around the park you're never going to get a dog that walks yeah. well on leash because they're going to know that the minute we leave that gate you're walking to the park you're going to clip me off then you're going to put me back on we're going to go home like and that's it make sure yeah. the walk is intentional mm, take them for like a I nice one hour leash walk bond with your dog dogs move bond my moving together I know. As a pack. it's crazy seeing you even when um nikki grabbed my dog for like the first or second time and i was like oh good luck with him like he'll fucking pull you around oh yeah no just like no. moved with you so fluently yeah. like it, he just but knew. that that is that's different though that takes that's an understanding of like the dog psychology. I'm talking about like ba- basics yeah, with, basic. I think, with your dog. You're like getting up. Just, just at that change level. the way you are with your dog. Yeah. If your dog is a puller on the leash, why does it pull on the leash? Is yeah. it pulling to get somewhere? Is it because you only walk him once a day when he's been sitting in a house all day and for, he's excited for five yeah. hours? Yeah. Are you really distracted? Do you stand on your phone? Do you talk to people when you're walking? Do you even look at him? Do you even know what he's doing? Like you make There's the many walk. Questions. The, you the think walk. About 
talk it. is the most important. It's it's relationship it's building. outing for the day as well. Mm. Make it, you you're know. holding their hand. You're not physically manipulating with them with yeah. a leash. If you're having to pull back and they're choking and they're resisting and they're pushing on that harness and they're pushing on that flat collar, you're, you're fighting with each other. Learn how to create like a really nice, you know, balanced and and what's the word? Um, Bond? No, Unity. No, is it anyways yeah get a walk where you're you're oh my god walking in unison i keep thinking unison that's gonna annoy you now that's gonna really annoy you anyways yeah make sure that the walk is a nice bonding experience and not something where you're like oh fuck i've got to take the dog for a walk again because like that he's gonna feel that he's like oh this is just this is just someone that they've got to get it done Mm. i Mm. get out of that that's good advice nikki how do you train a dog to stop howling what's it howling at didn't say yeah Okay. Depends. So, like, say for example, your dog howls mm. when it's at home. Separation. I'm anxiety. guessing maybe when he's at home. So, so it's separation anxiety. You got to deal with that. Like, who knows when this? This yeah. is very nonsensical. Be anything. <laughs> yeah, the other if one. If it's howling it in the day when you're not home, your your relationship with it is too um, codependent. Yeah. You need to teach the dog how to be okay being by itself, so that when you're not in the home, it's not wigging out humans have a really bad habit of going oh bye shutting the door (laughs) but the humans have dogs have dogs have no idea that what you're saying is goodbye they hear this you're calling them to the door then you shut that door on their face (laughs) and they're like oh fuck okay yeah (laughs) and also it's not natural for dogs to be separated from their pack so it's something that you've got to teach them to be okay to teach them to be okay that's a good basis This is similar. Six-month-old puppy is starting to bark more at noises and previously she didn't. So dogs that bark at noises, they're usually dogs that are allowed to like bark when they're not home. So if they hear a noise walking past the door, for example, because it's like postman, but then um, you are at home and then you're like quiet. It's really unfair. There's no distinction between what's right and what's wrong. So if your dog barks at people inside the home, it's barking when you're not home. So take that away from it. If your dog barks when you're not home, what you allow, you agree with. So if you're letting him do it when you're not home, you're agreeing with it. So if you don't want him to do it when you're not home and you want to create more boundaries around what he can alert you to, then put more boundaries when you're not home. Put him in the crate, okay, put so him in another room. Yeah, stuff. keep yeah. him in an area where he's not being alert by Driven, noises yeah. and sound. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Up. This is just one, I'll do one more and it's off. People are asking a lot about barking. This is one of my friend's little dogs that, this is the one I went walking with. It's like a tiny little baby snouter and it's so fucking cute. But she wants to know, because it was doing it at Tonka the whole walk, then it stops. Like it barks at people and other dogs constantly. Is it excited? Maybe well, like, it was What exci- was it doing? It was just barking at Tonka the whole walk. But like but Tonka like, just took <laughs> the, Was it just like... It was just like, at, wah, 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 like looking at him and like a very over, maybe over. Was he moving away from Tonka? Like, was he? No, going forward a bit here and there. But to, like Tonka doesn't react to small dogs. So he just keeps walking and there's no like movement. He doesn't really even want to play Tonka. He yeah. just wants to walk, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like there was no, nothing was, I think it was probably over excitement. It was probably over excitement, but also just like, if that, like, I'm just picturing like an insecure, but like a schnauzer. Yeah, pulling and barking. And it's all of the little toys yeah. barking. And you, at people, when you collect like new people, I think you're she, f- yeah. the, that girl's first 
job is to master the leash walk before the, she then starts whacking it into walks with oh, other okay. dogs. That's so going to create yeah. like a lot of insecurity. It's a baby. It's a puppy. It's that's so true, actually. Yeah, and my them. biggest thing is crate. Obviously, everybody knows. Love the love bloody crate. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if your dogs are barker at home, yeah, crate it and up. And then you you come home and you're telling it off for barking when it's been barking all day. That's unfair on your dog. So if your dogs are barker, yeah, everyone gets Kobe's transitioned from the crate to his kennel outside. Oh, he's oh, obsessed. He sleeps outside. Yeah. In the, really? in the kennel garden. So in the garden? No, in Kobe's oh, house. Oh, but in the garden where the yeah, Kobe's... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I love that little... He little loves day. Kobe's house now. Yeah. It's like That's he's really transitioned funny. from... Cra- he still loves the crate. Yeah, loves the crate. But um, firstly, thank you for today. Okay. That was amazing. We didn't get through... I told you we wouldn't get through Yeah, but all <laughs> the basis. I think we got... We got, I didn't even look at the questions <laughs> the we whole got, time. But there I feel like so that's many. better. But yeah, it's better. We end every episode, as you know, with collide advice. It can be anything. Yeah for the week what are you recommending okay so first i'm going to recommend my acupuncture therapist for my dogs she's oh, amazing yeah. I, w- I'm get- I want to ask her about flavia. this stuff about my dog oh my god flavia you, you told me about her she was with gangster and chewy today giving them acupuncture she's a lifesaver she's changed tommy's life he has a spine problem and she's just a godsend she's also a nutritionist so if your dog right. suffers from yeast, yeast infections, infections like Tom Tom yeah she's i'm gonna email her when i get girl. back tonight i'll put you should put her number in the thing yeah no, she's going away so i've got her number and email she's amazing yeah. yeah i think you text it so can i put it in the show notes yeah do you want to ask fantastic her okay cool yeah she'll be fine um, and then my second recommendation is the Forever Dog, the book by Dr. Karen Becker. That's the one I've got, and I've missed. It. I haven't it started is. it. Is oh it amazing? God, it's amazing. Okay. Actually, it, it spoke about a topic that I wanted to bring up about, like just how humans are just the way we are with the dogs. They, she talks about this part of the book where, like, I need this. they find I'll remains. Give it to you after. Yeah, they find remains of like this woman. It makes me cry when I talk about it because I'm like, oh my oh, god, dogs are so amazing. And it is the the skeletal remains of this woman cradling a dog. So no. They died together. No, 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 yeah. no. And it was, I think it was thirty f- something a long time ago. And then they found remain. Uh, they found um, fossilized footprints of a little boy who was walking through a paleolithic paleolithic cave. But it wasn't from the Paleolithic period because yeah. that was like two million years ago. But like walking through a cave, looking at some of the cave drawings yeah. 32,000 years ago, which like then debunks a the theory that dogs were only um, around uh, domesticated th- because of the agricultural revolution, so which true. actually yeah. wasn't. They were they were domesticated years ago, which means that like dogs they've have just been, been they've evolved with us oh, and like they're really just so don't I feel like I, know, I can't wait to read the book they're I just like the most it. amazing animals and they like are. I they just really sometimes are. when I like when we talk about dog training I'm just like we don't need these tools and we don't need these things like we have evolved with them like just yeah. go back to your like animalistic ways where like just you can with it. if you just pay attention to your gut and your animal brain you can understand dogs 100%. by fucking looking at them there's too like, much information yeah, just no, look no, at no, them no, look no, at no, them no. and shut your mouth and stop oh, speaking fuck. to them and watch them and you learn so much yeah. Like we have for the last 40, 30, 32,000 years. Mm. So true. You know, oh, so tricky. they weren't, they haven't just evolved for 12,000 years. Like 32,000 years that we, they've, they've got evidence to show that dogs have it's been crazy. With us. I need to get on Like they're this just, book. I just want to cry every time I think about how much I love dogs. Like they're just, oh, no. so oh my amazing. God, they're the best. No. I just could cry. Anyways, and then my other, my third recommendation is the Pony Jet um hose attachment i'm like what is that, that i don't know put, about this you can put shampoo <gasps> in the hose in the, it's amazing 
it's like a 6 a.m. Instagram shopping buy when I like walk oh my up God. and I okay, can you send me that? Oh, it we'll is put it in the show notes. so good. I need you that. Can, you don't have to like scrub the dogs with your hands anymore. You just basically like oh put my the God, shampoo I need in this. the thing and it shampoos them with the hose. Yeah, because Tonka is like, yeah, that's another story. He loves the shower now, but that took a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the podcast is off, yeah, I'm still like, going to agree. so many things. I'm like, I've got a list here, Nikki. Fuck. <laughs> Um, are we doing collide advice or we don't? Yeah. What's your advice? Um, collide advice. Fuck, I, you know what? You probably go first. I never think about mine ahead of time. Um, I am going to recommend... It's hard, isn't it? Oh, I know. I like this TV show, but you said it didn't get very good ratings, but I didn't mind it. The one... Um, oh, My bad, Creepy Neighbor. No, My bad, like Worst Neighbor or something on Netflix. It's about like a documentary about just all this fucked up. Oh, that's really, really... It, yeah. housemate, the, the housemate one. Yeah, My all, Worst Housemate. Oh, that is... It's really crazy. It's more the about The first like, episode really wigged me out yeah. with the grandma. Really? With the grandma. It's all about yes. weird laws over And then well, the little like, Asian man who, yeah. who yeah. was like... Anyway, watch fell it. in love with... Oh, yeah, that was... No, yeah. it was really gonna, good. I'm not even going to tell you. I am going to recommend a book that I just recommended to your sister, Ella. I've forgotten the name. Yeah, tell me. It is called Mayflies by Andrew O'Hagan. And if you like Shuggy Bane, which is like my favourite book, it's very similar. Okay. And it's like a tearjerker. Like I was crying last night. Oh, I, like crying books I know I, I do it to myself. But I anyway, I know we probably need to wrap it up. All right. to get to my... Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.